All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett's been the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang, two words, a key to any cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. 1-800-707-9760. All right, before we move on, we've got, uh, before we get to Alex's phone call, we've got some uh, comments on Facebook Live. Uh, let's see here. Adam Martinez <clears throat> is checking in. He says, Calvin, I agree with you with Parsons. Love the guy, but you do not want to add fuel to the fire. I'm old school. Let your play do the talking. With all these social media platforms, it's easy to out your foot in your mouth. I think it's meant put your foot in your mouth. FYI, I'm not on Twitter, only Facebook, so I was not the one trolling you over the weekend. I only troll you on Facebook, but I can't create Twitter. I can create Twitter and also use that platform if you like. Um, it's best to do what you do, Adam. I mean, it's all good. You don't I mean I knew no, I don't think it was Adam Martinez. I know we got Adam Martinez. I can't think of the other Adam. That was Will, but uh Adam's a common name, but no, I didn't think it was actually you. But no, you're good what you're doing on Facebook, Adam. You know, told you because sometimes I re- it takes me a while to react to Twitter. I have to actually check it because, again, I'm not <clears throat> I haven't never been the Twitter person, but it is what it is. Um, what do we got going on, on Twitter? What else do we have out on Twitter? Well, yeah, speaking sp- of Twitter, speaking of Twitter and speaking of the Cowboys on Twitter, Edmund Doza checking in uh, says Philly beat a Cooper Rush led Cowboy team by nine points. The right tackle, not left tackle, went down, and they weren't going to hang 50 on anyone. This is the NFL, and anyone can beat anyone on any given Sunday, but Philly ain't as good as what we, what most people think. Well, I mean, that's uh, you said that's Ed? Yes, sir, Ed. Uh, well, that's Ed's opinion. I mean, that's Ed speaking with his heart, his fandom. Like I said, I give you a professional take and opinion on this show regardless who i have root and interest for but i understand the definition of fan is fanatic that's where it comes from and that's how ed's being i mean i don't understand how you can say well philly's not as good as most people say and they're the number one seed and they've got one loss on their record or do they have two that philly got two losses right or two or one one of the two i don't understand but they're the number one seed i don't understand where he gets that from now if somebody says well hey minnesota's not as good as what people thought or what would go, but Philly, I think, has been pretty consistent for the most part. They got one loss. Yes, they got one loss. So what are you talking about, Ed, besides you bleeding silver and blue gog blue block goggles on or glasses, I should say. Now that's your opinion. And I'm sorry, not the left tackle, right? Well, first of all, I can't remember because that game was a while, but I would like to see what the score was at halftime. Because if you want to say they only lost by nine points, if I recall, Philly went damn near to prevent defense after most of the part the second second half, but we'll find out. We'll find out on on um on Christmas Eve. We'll see because I'll tell you right now, Philly's already won the game. The pressure's on Dallas. Dallas got to win that game. Philly's already protected home field against Dallas. Okay, it's up to Dallas not to have Philly come spoil Christmas Eve for everybody. Okay, for the record, it was twenty to three at halftime. It was what. 20 to 3. Okay, 20 to 3, Ed. And if I'm not mistaken, okay, their tackle went down sometime, I think, in the third quarter or sometime in the third. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was the second. It was 20 to 3 at halftime. Yes, they were on their way to hang 50, unless some circumstances handed. They were running all over Dallas. 
So that's where the whole question came on how bad Dallas was against the run. So what are you talking about, Ed? Mr. Ed? What are you talking about? And yes, it's any given Sunday, of course. I've, I've been, all you're doing is re, uh, you know, reciting what I've said. I've been saying that for the last two weeks when I go on my 49er rants. Hey, look, yes. If they had to play four out of seven, there's no way in hell Mike McCarthy and this coaching staff and this team would beat Kyle Shanahan four out of seven games. That wouldn't happen. Good luck for Dallas. We don't do that in the NFL. It's one and done. But let me tell you something, Ed. The 49ers are going to have to be way off. They're going to have to have an off day. Brock Purdy is going to have to show us why he was picked 299. You're going to need a lot of circumstances to fall your way to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Y'all struggle with date with Mills, a two quarterback system at that. They went college on y'all and you needed a Dak Prescott drive with no time damn near on the clock to win. And you were 17 point favorites. 49ers goose egg Tom Brady for the most. They had him throwing balls in the dirt. Pause. See, it's people like Ed that gets gets me going. Like this is the side of Cowboy. Oh, here we go. Well, look, just just go. Let's just see. And he given us no, really, really. One 9760 Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Alex. Alex, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket Seven Sixty and Thirteen Hundred The Zone. What's going on, Alex? And then that called in. Um, great show. To Ed and to all the slurpers out there slurping that blue Kool-Aid, um, it's simple, man. Philly wouldn't have struggled with the with the Texas, whatever the hell they're called. The Texans, I guess, the Houston Texans, that subpar XFL team. That's the that's the difference. Dallas struggles with teams they're not supposed to. So that like you that falls back to culture. They're not fully motivated. Just like you said, it seemed like Micah Parsons was overlooking the Jacksonville Jaguars, thinking about how how, they, how it's gonna be. Well, in reality, all they just did is they just lit up Jalen Hurts big time. I can see Jalen Hurts going in on goal line stance and plowing through Micah Parsons if need be. Jalen Hurts is beefed up. Every time I see him on the sidelines, that he don't look like, like Alabama Jalen Hurts or Oklahoma. He looks massive. But And on top of that, on the, um, on the Shaq front and Barkley, of course, uh, we're, we're subjugated to watching trash teams, just like we're always subjugated here locally to watch the Texans because it's a local thing, and we're subjugated to watch a mediocre Cowboy team who hasn't done anything since, I don't know, mid-'90s at best, you know? So it, it's par for the course. It's only in this country, not only on the sports side, on political side, on employment side, you can fail and you fail upwards. You got book deals and you didn't even win an election. You get you're the most profitable team in the NFL and you haven't won a so you haven't sniffed a Western Conference championship game, NFC championship game. So it's par for the courses. They're trash. We have to watch that trash, just like we are subjugated to the the blues. And then as for Michael Parsons, it's not so much a rookie thing. He's pretty heady, man, when he when he's made his mistakes on Twitter about things that have happened, you know, on the social scene. But it's it's uh, like you said, they get comfortable. That star in the helmet on both sides tends to squeeze, and it squeezes any kind of common sense out of that jelly-like substance between their ears. So it is what it is, man. I live with a whole family of cowboy slurpers, and I'm uh, I love to gloat. By the way, I'm a Niner fan. Been a Niner fan since 
since the Matt Millen days, since the Bill Walsh, since, man, since uh, the, the freaking Ronaldo Nehemiah, the Ronnie Lotz, the Mern Hanks, Eric Davis, since way back then, Jeff Garcia. So I have to put up with it. And uh, I'm with you, man. The Niners, man. They look – the only thing that can beat them, honestly, is another injury. Could you imagine? Anyways, I'll, I'll let's sit back and listen to what you got to say, man. All right, Alex. Good phone call. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, Alex hasn't called in a while, but Alex doesn't have to verify his 49er fan. Once I heard the voice, I, he's called about the 49ers years ago before. So, yeah, they're out there. I mean, they have nowhere else to go in this city, in this region, but they can come to this platform here two hours a day. Because I'm not biased toward anybody. Y'all think I'm biased to the Orange Crush? You think I'm biased to Alabama? That's not the thing. It's just if I have root and interest, they're doing good and bad, you might have to be, become kind of obnoxious. But I'll pray for you, though, Alex. I know you live around a bunch of Dallas fan family members. I got them, too. But it's just my mindset has changed from them over the time when the 90s or whatever. I mean, yes, everybody knows. I've said it to nauseum. I'm not a big fan of the organization. But since I've been in this business, I kind of look at it differently. I mean, I've defended Dak. For the most than any other cowboy that's put a player that's put on that cowboy uniform. Uh, but no, it's legit, man. I mean, like I said, I was talking to 49ers in August. The only thing that is going to derail, there's only two things that are going to derail this in the NFC. You notice whenever I say this about the 49ers, I keep saying the NFC. I don't bring up the AFC yet. The NFC, that's injuries, a couple more key ones. Okay. I don't think they can afford to lose Bosa. To be honest with you, I think they could lose Christian McCaffrey and still be okay because people feel to realize who they got backing them up before Christian got there. But I think injuries, and I do think the team that most likely will end up with the number one seed uh, because, again, you will be talking about a rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, going in possibly to a NFC championship game or a divisional round game on the road in that atmosphere. That's going to be tough. Even though I talk about Kyle this, Kyle that, it's going to be injuries of Philly. I don't really believe it's going to be. I will be shocked if it's the team in Dallas with that coaching staff. The way they, 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 who, who sent Dallas home last year packing for the Ed Madozas of the world? Because see, this is this has nothing. You know, Ed's tweet has nothing to do really with Philly or whatever. Ed's tweet really is indirectly because that venom is towards all this Forty Nine er nauseum that he's had to listen to. Okay, but I know who knocked Dallas out was that was that was. 49ers last year. Where was that game at? Oh, Jerry's World. And the team was not even nearly as good as they are this year. That's just facts. 1-800-707-976. But we're going to find out on Christmas Eve about, first of all, like I told you, Philly and Dallas might not even see each other in the playoffs. It'll be fun as we talk about it, as we wind into the playoffs. They might not even see them. They both got work to do, but who we know they're going to see is Jalen Hurts. And you're damn right. Jalen Hurts, Michael Parsons, what he can run over anybody in the D-line. The guy squats like damn near 600, 800 pounds. I think it's more than that. I think I'm shortchanging about 300. Have you seen some of Jalen's work? Have you seen his thighs? Now, I don't know if it's smart for him to continue to play his career like this, and I don't think Jalen's kind of smart. He'll slide from here and there, but that's just what it is. Right now, they're the number one seed. The pressure is on Dallas next Saturday night. It ain't on Philly. Okay, and keep in mind, Dallas had a lot of Thanksgiving holidays spoiled. I don't know how many times they played on Christmas Eve, but there's a good chance that some Dallas fans might, you know, Christmas might be a little bit different, might be a little bit more edgy that Sunday morning. Damn it, you got me socks again. Damn it, didn't I tell you I had enough socks? We've been getting 20 years, you keep giving me socks. A lot of that's going to happen if Jalen Hurt comes. Hey, 
Can you imagine? You know, Fletcher Cox is going to walk in. Like, who does Philly got this weekend? Let's see who Philly has this weekend. Philly plays this weekend. I don't know who they got. But let me tell you, Wednesdays, today is the day that players, they're off on Tuesday. Okay. The Eagles and, have the Bears this weekend. Okay, Bears. That's going to be a close game, what people think, too. I forgot. I saw that line come across my radar all the time. That looks kind of enticing. But let me tell you something. They play the Bears. Players have off on Tuesdays. Players show up on Wednesdays. I can tell you the guy in that team that's going to walk up to Jalen Hurts and say, hey, man, do you hear your Vaughn's podcast? Fletcher Cox on the defensive side of the ball that's been there that really can't stand Dallas, he's going to walk up to – he's going to walk in that locker room and say, hey, you know, remember when Dion, new head coach of Colorado, that's kicking up dust, stealing coaches from Tuscaloosa, on IG, stealing recruits? Remember when Dion for the Braves walked in in that locker room? Where's McCarver? Where's McCarver with that bucket of water? That was for your time, Jonas. Bucket of water and doused him. That's how Fletcher walked into the facilities in Philly. Where, where's Jalen? Where's Jay? Hey, Hurts, come here, man. You hear Vaughn's podcast? Pressure's on Dallas Christmas Eve. And let me tell you something. Philly goes in there and, do, and, and beats them, do them dirty again. This team, that's going to linger. That could linger because your confidence like, well, how good are we really? 1-800-707-9760. Moving on. What do you got, Jonas, before we move on? Well, just sticking with the NFL there for a second and, and how things could play out. We know it's close in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, Philly, Dallas, Washington. Right now, Dallas is in the fifth seed and Washington is in the sixth seed. If that were to change at all, Washington currently, mm-hmm. if, if the playoffs started today, right. have the Niners. So if those two were to sw- end up swapping spots as we kind of play down this stretch, I mean, you could see the 49ers versus the Cowboys again in that first round of the playoffs. The Dallas don't want that. Because then, because to me, and let me tell you who don't want that, Mike McCarthy don't want that. Because there's one thing about not getting over the hump. A little shine comes a little bit light if the same team sends you home twice back-to-back years. Then you really, then Steven and Jerry really got to come in there with a magnifying glass or one of them blue lights. That just that that shows up all them stains on the bed sheet and all that. You just go ahead and that light like, oh, whoa, 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 what is this? We got some over here, Hank. Look at this. That it, it, let me tell you something. If they if if that's a first round matchup and Dallas all this scrambling for a receiver in the twenty fourth hour, that they send Dallas home again, then we if, if you're a fan that don't want Mike McCarthy on this team or you don't think you can win with Mark, Mike McCarthy, then you want them to play the 49ers the first round and have them go out against them two years in a row. Because Jerry has some tough decisions to make. Because let me tell you something. Kyle is not going anywhere and the 49ers ain't going anywhere. They're going to be a force. Like I said, I don't know who's going to – but with McCaffrey and this this whole nucleus together, they're not going anywhere. They're not. So you're going to have to they, – they're going to become the boogeyman. Okay. Then the 49 they got more titles than Dallas, right? Aren't they ahead of Dallas in the titles? If I'm not mistaken, as I as I get Ooh, I older, I lose I lose trophy count with some of the teams. But I know, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think they passed them. Or if not, worst case scenario, they're tied. But I think they might be passed, and we have to check on that. But there's some history with that. That wouldn't set well. Speaking of NFL, something else I wanted to touch on. We meant to we meant to uh, get to it yesterday, uh, but Marcus Mariota, okay. 
been a good story. I think the Falcons have been a great story this season. They were picked to be the worst team, not just this season, but one of the worst teams we've seen in the NFL in the last decade. They're still in the division hunt. They're still in the playoff hunt. And that's been mostly led by Marcus Mariota. Now, however, head coach of Atlanta decided to go a different direction a couple weeks ago and start getting some looks at Ritter, their rookie quarterback out of Cincinnati. Well, just a few days ago, we found out that Mariota left the team, meaning left the facilities. And the report saying it's due to the fact that he kind of disagrees with the benching. First of all, Charles Barkley saying that the Lakers are force fed down our throat is a bigger story than what this is, which shouldn't be. This should be a bigger story than what it is because this is unexcusable. This is unacceptable. This is grotesque, especially who it's coming from. And I'll go ahead and elaborate on that when we get back as well. All right. Got some other uh, notes to talk about. We'll take a glance at the NBA schedule tonight. The Mavericks are in action tonight. I believe who they, they had. There's an important one that Mavs are playing. Tonight. I think they got the Cavs tonight. Mavs and Cavs tonight. That's an interesting one that'll be on my radar. You'll listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bart, it's been the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. 
Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark. All right, Bart will spend the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to check out what's the latest products they have coming in, or you want to, if they're seasonal, looking for those gifts, well, who can be, you know, hey, man, uh, Stoli Vodka. You know, a nice glass of that. Nice bottle of Pendleton uh, whiskey. Pendleton whiskey. You can go by there to pick that up. If you're looking for uh, a gift for somebody that likes bourbon, you know. Uh, but you can uh, go online and you can order for same day delivery. All you got to do is go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Cowboys. Okay. That just thinks that Jalen Hurts just sucks. That's pretty much what Michael Parsons was saying. Okay, you know you can't. I can't let you attack family, and just sit back. And I love Michael Parsons. Would love to see him in orange and blue if they didn't got who they didn't get who they got. But he 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 made a he that was uncalled for. That was just getting too loosey goosey in the setting. And it's also the culture, man. He plays on. I don't care how good Michael Parsons is. He played that. You just to let you know. You can listen, listen to, listen to Tom Brady's press conferences in the last couple of years in Tampa Bay, and go go listen to all his press conferences in New England. He shows up. He jo- He he laughs a little bit. He sits there. Oh, this and this. It's a different because the culture's different. You can unloosen, unbutton your your buttons. You know, and and I'm not everybody can't. That's why not everybody can play in New England because it's too. That's like not everybody wants to play down here in the two one zero because it's a little bit different. It's not as loose, but as things you got to have a balance. But sitting there uh, two weeks out before you play, and you got a pretty much opponent that if you don't come to bring it, Jacksonville can win this this weekend. If Dallas if Dallas plays like the way they did against their other opponent, AFC South opponent, Jacksonville will beat Dallas this weekend. Okay, I'm not saying they are, but they they're capable of doing it. So to me, and trust me, they got a coach that knows how to beat Dallas and Doug Peterson. But my point is, you got a tough opponent coming up, and you're sitting on the podcast with Von Miller, who's done for the season, that already has his legacy intact, and you getting loose and talking greasy, getting funky on the mic like old batch of collard greens. Be careful what you wish for, but I guarantee you, Fletcher Fox, Fletcher Cox is coming in. Where's Jalen? Hey, Jalen, you see this? He probably gonna have it on his phone. You know, they carry the device. They probably gonna have it right here. Like, hey, listen to this, Jalen. Mike is gonna call Jay, Jalen. Gonna get about three extra reps in a day on the squats and the bench. He, he's gonna give him that extra energy. You know, one eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. Some other news. So let me finish before we go on. I'm going to finish on my Marcus Mariota take. Um, yeah. So he's left the team because he doesn't agree with the benching that's going on, going with Ritter. Now, I Atlanta still has an opportunity to win this division. They also still have an opportunity to make the playoffs and whether how slim it is. But I've told you that's the only reason why I haven't thought that we've seen Ritter up to this point. But I get why they're going with them. Now, Marcus Mariota, this is unacceptable. This is unprofessional. And who is Marcus Mariota? This is a guy that was taken two overall. There was nobody coming to his defense unless your name was Adam Longoria. 
Okay, like nobody else really wanted you. You went to the Raiders. You sat over there as a backup for a couple of years. Yeah, Gruden used you as a Gruden came and scooped you up. He used you for some spot duty for some special package plays. But the bottom line of it is how many people were really in the Marcus Mariota sweepstakes and as starving and as hungry as GMs and coaches are for quarterbacks in this league. So you mean to tell me you have the nerve to sit there because you first of all, you saw them draft the kid. You knew what was up. And not only that, you, you you lied to me because early on it was like, hey, man, I'm here for him. If I can help him out, yada, 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 you know, I'm going to come in and compete if I can help him out. But usually because you feel like y'all are better than what everybody thought, you're probably better than what you thought you were going to be. And you're going to sit there and take your ball and go home. I would sit here and say, I mean, how much more has Marcus Mariota accomplished than Mitch Trubisky? It's debatable. It ain't that much more. But my point is, Mitch Mitch Trubisky has been kicked around. He was back up for the Buffalo Bills. He got took on Pittsburgh. And what happened? A chance for him to revise his career. What happened? Oh, they draft Pickett. What happens? He gets benched for Pickett. Did he sit there and take his ball and go home? And you see, go look at the day he was given the news when he had to meet the press. He was devastated. He should be unemployed for a while. Off of that. And it's not even a story. If this was Cam Newton, if this was uh, if this was Cam Newton, I can go the list of going on and on. You know, if some if they did, they, this would be that's just not right. And it's really a surprising a Marcus Mario. Now, I will take all that back and I will moonwalk and I will come on the airways and apologize to Marcus Mariota and his family if we find out that this is something very serious why he had to leave the team. But the reports out there are saying that he's not pleased with the benching. Now, look, in this world we live in, in clickbait competition and in sites and clicks and all that, there could just because a reporter got a, got a credential and works to cover sports for some major website, whatever, doesn't mean that everything he's reporting, he could just assume that, hey, you know what, he left the team? Oh, he got benched, he's banned. And then put that out there. And what? So I can only go by there with information. But if we find out here later on this week or in the future that Marcus Mariota had to leave the team for some emergency situation, which I think we would know that by now. But if that's the case, then I'll take that back and I apologize. But if he really left because he's upset that he got benched and where his career has been up to this point, shame on you. Go look at the guy that was drafted one spot above him. And Jameis Winston came out in the same draft one and two. He's been kicked around. He was promised something. He actually, you know, came in and led a team, you know, was playing pretty good. He got benched for any a guy that was a journeyman himself. Did he take his ball and go home? No, he did say that he was kind of felt like, hey, man, I don't know about losing job to injury. He did say that. But did he just quit and go home? So, again, we'll see what the real reason is that he left. But if that's the case, what's being reported right now, shame on him. And he should be unemployed for a while because I wouldn't want to touch a guy like that. His upside is not even worth walking. He walked out on the team, period. You're still getting paid, man. Sit over there. Like, your pride can't be hurt no more than what it's been in your career. At this point, up to this point, he's been a bust, being nice about it. Go ahead. What you got? Okay, so a couple of notes here in the um, report from Callie Lawson Freeman for Yahoo Sports. Okay, there's a few things here to note as to how this has come about. First off, uh, this weekend, uh, Arthur Smith, coach, made the made what he calls a performance-based 
decision to bench Mariota. Okay? So then you have um, on Monday, Smith adds that Mariota was likely to be placed on IR with a chronic knee injury, saying that Mariota's knee, quote, is nothing that has been an issue this season, but that's his prerogative. So, and he allows himself to trail off there, right? Leaving that up to the to reporters to insinuate what they will. When you look at the stats here, and, and, and why you would make this decision with the Falcons at 5-8, and eight, even though they are still in the playoff picture. Uh, Mariota uh, is in the bottom half of the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and uh, completion percentage. He's tied for the seventh most interceptions in the NFL. And he is currently on a two-year, $18.75 million deal that he signed over the season. So he still has one more season on this contract. I think that's why Arthur Smith is being a little bit cautious in terms of saying, like, well, I mean, it's his choice. To good, this knee hasn't been a problem all season. We're benching him for performance, but it's his decision to walk away from this team. But we still have him for another year yet in terms of what that backup position is going to look like. Okay, they so. went out and signed Logan Woodside from a uh, former San Antonio Commanders quarterback. Um, God, only you knew that. But, but they went out and signed Logan Woodside, who was on the practice squad for the Titans and once was back up to Mariota in Tennessee as well. Well, that I'm glad you had that information and gave me that update because that lets me know that pretty much, well, it's no need for me to apologize because this isn't an emergency, a family emergency. Because He also had a kid, guys. I, and how could you walk out on Arthur Blank? This is a man that will Michael Vick out in a wheelchair, okay? At the same time, bad news kennels and dogs was fighting maybe 50 miles away. He's a hell. He's one of, the, he's one of my favorite owners in, in the league, Arthur Blank. How could you walk out on them, on him? This is bad, man. And to be this far along in your career that you are and you do this, you're getting paid, man. You know, like at the end of the day, like if this, th there's no reason why your pride should be hurt. There's a lot of people like me that feel the same way about Marcus Mariota. Now, has there been some, you know, things that he's had, the challenges that he's had to deal with that has maybe not gotten his career off to the start that was anticipated when he came out of Oregon? Of course. He comes from a good family. I've heard his dad talk. I mean, he was raised right, disciplined. This is why this is kind of a surprise to me that this would come from him, especially how he was talking when he showed up to ATL, a.k.a. Chocolate City of the South. Not good, man. I mean, not good. I just feel like this should be a bigger story. And if he doesn't get a job anytime soon, you know, we want, we, we know why and wouldn't have a problem with it. 1-800-707. 9760. All right, so what else do we have to get to? Oh, yeah, we've got some baseball news, too, uh, that we want to get to. Uh, former Astro Carlos Correa got paid, broke the bank, uh, going to go down as one of the richest contracts annual. I mean, this is a 10-year deal. What was it worth? How much was it, three? It's a 13-year deal. A 13-year, there you go, 13. Uh, $350 million. Um. Gives him a chance to build a build the franchise. He, of course, he after one year away from the Astros, played played with the Twins this last mm -hmm. season. But now he's going to go join the Giants on the, on a massive contract. I think it's the fourth highest uh, value ever. Of course, Aaron Judge's contract this offseason broke the broke the, the books. Um, this is a situation where this screams out a little bit. First of all, I think Carlos Correa, if I'm not mistaken, he's 28 years old. 
Okay, am I That's right? Correct. Okay, That's correct. he's 28 years old. This is a bad contract already. This is going to be a bad contract. And it, it surprises me that a lot of owners, and I think you have different type of owners in all the major sports we have. I can't speak on ownership in hockey because I don't follow the sport like that thorough. Um, but if you look at NBA, you got different type of owners. If you look at football, we know what type of owners we have in football. We have, we, I mean, we have gaudy owners, okay? The gaudy boys. They, they, they move. It's different. What this tells me, first of all, in baseball, it just shows you the different scales. And I don't know if this is an effect of not having a salary cap, but when an owner's going to look at the evidence of the last 10 to 12 years in 10 plus year contracts, how they worked out. And we're talking about some Hall of Fame players, Albert Pujols, Angels. This is not going to end well. But this is. But this was also showed me San Francisco, which I pay attention enough to know. Uh, with that, I mean, ever since Bochy was their manager, I've kind of paid attention to them, you know, afar. So I kind of understand. But they've been in the last couple of years. When you look at Buster Posey's retirement, when you look at losing the face, one of the faces of the franchise, which was the manager in Bruce Bochy, retired. Now he's back to the Rangers. If you look. They haven't had a person that you're going to say, hey, that's a star. We can build around him. They traded Bumgarner, got traded off. I mean, all them players that were from them championship runs, they're pretty much gone. And I think when Buster, uh, Buster Posey retired, it was more, that's why I kept, even during the season, I kept bringing up like, hey, man, go, go look at, watch out for Sam Fran for the judge watch because they were a serious player in that. And that's why the Yankees and Cashman had to go in and say uncle because the Giants were going to pony up. I heard the Giants offer was worth more money than what the Yankees offered. But it was just that judge really wanted to have them pinstripes on and he didn't never want to leave New York. But my point is, this is an overreaction. And I'm not saying Carlos Correa is not a good player, but this is 13 years. That's a bad contract. This is bad. And I don't and I don't and that's a good ran organization. They've got the titles to prove it. You know what I'm saying? They had a, a surprise season a, a year ago, year before last. They were better than a lot of people, you know, anticipated. But this contract, that's a bad contract. And I'm not hating on career, but this is a bad contract. You know, go ahead. Well, it gets a little bit worse, Cal, because it comes with a no trade, full no trade clause. And no opt-outs either. That's just desperation. That just knowing like, hey, we're the Giants. We need and no salary cap. We need to get somebody that can help us continue sell some tickets and we need to build some pieces around. You gotta have you gotta have. Is Chris Bryant still in the contract with them? Is he still a giant? You'd have to get confirmation on that. I don't know if he's still a giant or not. Um, but other than that, I would have to go, I don't know if he's on the squad yet or not, but I'd have to really test, you know, the uh the star power that they have, but that's just overreaction, man. I mean, it'll look good the first two or three years of the contract. He's going to put up some numbers. I mean, now I'm interested to see how he does in that ballpark because that ain't the juice box. Uh, so Chris Bryant's not on the roster anymore? No, he's with the Rockies. He's with the Rockies. That's When did that? Well, last year I missed out. I didn't even come across my right. That's how bad the Rockies were, though, but I didn't know he's over there. Or did he sign just this offseason or he get traded? Uh, story from March, uh, pulling okay. up on the fly. I so. missed that. I don't know if he was hurt or not, but the Rockies are trash, so I didn't pay attention to much Colorado. But however, um, what I am interested to see, though, back to my point about Carlos Correa, I'm interested to see his numbers, especially his home number, home run numbers, because that ain't the juice box in Houston. Uh, that's the tough ballpark to hit the ball out of. That's why it's so impressive what Barry did. 
you know, because you got that wind coming in that coming off that lake in McCovey Cove on a nine o'clock game at night. You have to really hit. You got to hit solid wood. Pause. You got to get solid wood on the ball to get that out of that park. Okay. Solid wood. Anyway, one eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. All right. So I think we got to what else you got here. Well, really quick, as we get ready to wrap things up, did you catch that uh, they, they're, they're, they've got new names for the awards in the oh, NBA? Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of questionable to me, a little bit controversial. I mean, when I say controversial, like, why now? I mean, you're never going to please everybody. The only one that really jumped off me, what, the MVP award is going to be renamed after Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, the MVP is going to be named after Michael Jordan, the Defensive Player of the Year now named after Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, Rookie of the Year going to be named after Wilt Chamberlain, Sixth Man of the Year after Havlicek, um, I, I'm not familiar with a, a basketball, but Mikan, M-I-K-A-N. You mean Mikan? Mikan, most the improved Mikan. player. Okay, yeah, that's the old school. You talking about George Mikan? Yeah, that's way um, before my time, but I think that's who you speak But they're of. coming up with a new award as well, the Clutch Award, named after Jerry West. And this, of course, comes a year after they renamed the uh, Eastern Conference uh, Championship and the Western Conference Championship trophies. Let me tell you, tra- I didn't know about the clutch. Uh, tr- translate that clutch award. It was a group of people in a boom. And somebody, wait a minute, what about Jerry? Oh, I don't know, man. Go with the clutch. The clutch award. First of all, Elijah the defensive player named after him. I mean, let me tell you something. Elijah for the dream shake. We know that I would have to get fat checked and I would have to see how many defensive player of the year awards he were. But I would I don't know about I don't know about that one. You know, I don't I don't know about it. I don't mean no disrespect to Elijah because let me tell you something. He was kicking ass in the playoffs and he was going through Ramadan, man. I mean, man, couldn't even eat during the day or drink. I mean, so he was impressed. I always was impressed by that was a large one when I used to watch that with him going through that. But I don't know how many defensive players. I wonder why would they name him the def- after the defensive player of the year? Well, he has two. Ben Wallace and uh, Matumbo both have four. They, and, and, you know, and I didn't know that. But to be honest with you, that's who I was. If you're talking about a big man for that, Matumbo came in. I don't know how many he had, but that came to my mind. Um, I mean, hell, I would go with Gary Payton. For defense, for award, maybe of that, you know, somebody, you know, the glove he was known for is deep. I don't know. That's something I wish we got into that earlier. But that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark, producing. Special thanks to Bartlett, spending the one and twos today. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down in the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button, and before you're out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow.